The Graphic Histories Podcast. Welcome back to the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette, and I will be your host. But before we get started, I would just like to thank Ookla the Mock for providing our theme song, Superpowers. I love that song. I think it's perfect for this program, and it makes me smile every time I hear it when I'm double-checking these recordings to make sure they work. So thanks to them, and thanks to their lead singer, Rand Bellevue, for allowing us to use it. So, the interview I had with Ed Brisson from the past episode went over very well, I thought. I had several comments, all of them positive, about the format, and I hope to do that again. I have many candidates in mind for future editions, and I most certainly will be reaching out to them when the time is right to have them on board to do their own interviews as well. I really can't wait. I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. It was very fun in my mind and I hope Ed had as much fun as I did interviewing him. I'm sure he does it a lot. I'm sure he has to answer a lot of those questions over and over again but he didn't act like it. He was wonderful and I'm very thankful to have someone of his caliber be our first guest. But on to this week's edition. In this week's episode we will be discussing the Batman villain Hush who recently popped up on the TV program Batwoman who but has appeared previously in the Batman animated movies that DC puts out every once in a while, and had appeared, I believe, in the video games. I believe he was in Arkham Knight as well. Interesting character. I learned a lot. I hope you will as well when we get to that episode. As far as things going on in the comic book world, there isn't very much happening at the moment. This COVID-19 pandemic has left things at a bit of a standstill. Uh, There is talk of print comics coming back sooner than later, Hopefully that is the case because a lot of us are missing it. And I know a lot of the films are on hold or had their release dates pushed further back as well, which really sucks for the uh, casual fan. But, you know, I mean, we all are making the sacrifices we have to to help get through this trying time in our society. Uh, I I see online and and in the news and a lot of the comedy outlets, uh, comedy news outlets that I follow, a lot of these protests, a lot of these people that are claiming oppression because of what's going on. I don't want to make this podcast any kind of a political statement because that's not what it's about. However, I don't think I'm out of bounds by saying it's ridiculous. Um, People that claim oppression in the West, in our society, don't know what true tyranny looks like, and I hope they never do. But that being said, let's get back to the topic at hand, the Batman villain Hush. So with no actual news going on in the comic industry that is noteworthy, I think why not wait any longer? Let's rush right into the next edition. I hope you enjoy it and have fun.
Young Thomas Elliot was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, as the saying goes. Bred from a family of vast wealth and part of the society that included many of the city's privileged, it was no surprise that the Elliot and Wayne families eventually became connected. Most children were afraid to approach young Bruce in the schoolyard, as his family was held in high regard amongst the other families of Gotham. Thomas was a brash young man and quickly became friends with Bruce, being one of the only children to reach out a hand of friendship to the young Master Wayne. Thomas Wayne, Bruce's father, encouraged the friendship as his son seemed to find a companion with many similarities. The two young boys often played games of strategy, with the young Elliot always coming out the victor, despite Bruce's high intellect. A fascination with the costume element of the world was instilled in these two young men early on as they accompanied Bruce's father to a medical conference in Metropolis. Told to wait outside while their bags were being moved to their room, Bruce and Thomas witnessed the original Green Lantern travel by on his way to a battle with the villain Icicle. Sneaking off, the two witnessed the impressive superhero battle and rushed back to tell Alfred and Dr. Wayne all about it. Their caretaker, angry at their absence and disobedience, subsequently grounded the two, and they spent the rest of the weekend in their hotel room. Roger Elliot, the father of Thomas, was an abusive alcoholic who regularly physically abused young Thomas. His mother, Marla, had married into wealth and feared losing her social status and net worth. Therefore, she ignored the attacks that happened in her very own household and did nothing to alert others to these events. She did, however, instill in Thomas a detailed knowledge of war strategy and the philosophy of Aristotle, hoping the lessons would arm him in combating his father, if not now, then in the future. The years of abuse hardening his heart and his resolve, at the age of 10, Thomas cut the brake lines of his parents' town car in an attempt to murder those who treated him so poorly. The accident was blamed on Roger's excessive drinking habit, although well-known Gotham detective Slam Bradley had suspicions the young Master Elliot wasn't innocent in the event. Unable to find any evidence, he was never able to act on his very perceptive hunch. Roger had died in the crash, but Marla miraculously survived, thanks to the work of Thomas Wayne. A brilliant surgeon, he was able to save her life and return her to her reluctant son. Saving his mother began a deep-seated grudge for Thomas, with Dr. Wayne in his crosshairs. These feelings were elevated when his mother became very controlling and possessive of the only family she had left after her full recovery. Seeing the stranglehold Marla had on her son, Bruce's mother Martha convinced Miss Elliot to allow her son to join Bruce at a popular summer camp. Having only been there for a couple of days, Thomas came within an inch of revealing the part he played in his father's death when his mother suddenly arrived. Demanding her son return with her in front of the other campers, the children mocked Thomas, calling him a mama's boy. Enraged at the accusation, young Master Elliot lashed out violently at his peers. After this attack, Thomas was placed in a clinic to help him deal with his deep-seated anger issues, under the supervision of Dr. Jonathan Crane, a man who later became the nefarious, fear-obsessed villain known as the Scarecrow. While hospitalized, Tommy's rage only grew, creating a level of paranoia that was truly profound. Now convinced that Bruce had worked with Marla to embarrass him, his hatred for the Wayne family only increased, now including his former best friend. Already unstable and calculating, even before he began a life of crime, Dr. Crane expedited Elliot's release so he could study what the child did next. Recognizing the boy's homicidal tendencies, Crane was excited to see what his subject would do once free. Later, Scarecrow would act as a mentor of sorts to Thomas Elliot as he embarked on a life of crime. After a violent robbery in an alleyway went wrong, young Bruce Wayne was suddenly orphaned, and Thomas resolved his anger for the Wayne family, believing a warped sense of justice had been achieved, instead turning his attention to the problem of his mother. 
Still held tight under her thumb, any time he protested, he was threatened by Marla to remove the funding in place for his eventual education in medical school. Eventually, Miss Elliot was stricken with cancer, and being a dutiful son, Thomas cared for his ailing mother despite her mental instability and increasing insanity. While he tended to the last remaining member of his family, Tommy watched Bruce travel the world and resented his friend once again for it. This jealousy was only compacted by his mother's constant comparison of her son to the remaining Wayne. Eventually, as fate would have it, Tommy fell madly in love with a girl his mother most certainly didn't approve of. Peyton Riley was the daughter of a well-known figure in Gotham's underworld, and these origins were all Marla needed to reject the object of her son's desires. Confronting his mother, Thomas openly blamed her for her complacency in his abuse at the hands of his father and stormed off. Marla proceeded to write her son out of her will, ending his dreams of medical school. Peyton, who was present when the document was signed, murdered the lawyer overseeing the transition and destroyed the papers, therefore removing any evidence it had occurred. Overcome with his own anger and self-preservation, Tommy smothered Marla with a pillow. Coming up with a cover story that was accepted by the world at large, Tommy received his fortune and broke up with Peyton, striking out to travel the world alone. Spending a lifetime tied to another, Mr. Elliot wanted to be free of any and all attachments. After traveling abroad, Tommy eventually went to medical school, becoming a highly respected neurosurgeon in Philadelphia. There he met a patient need of an operation to remove a brain tumor by the name of Edward Nashton. For those unaware, Nashton goes by several aliases, one being Edward Digma, the other the criminal genius known to the world as the Riddler. Eventually, finding a magical vessel of resurrection called the Lazarus Pit, Edward cured his condition and approached his former doctor with a proposition. Wanting to sell information leading to the pit, Edward had hoped the good doctor would pay to have access to the healing properties of the mysterious waters. Dr. Elliot, however, had a proposition of his own. As he recognized Nashon as the Riddler, he enlisted the villain to help him seek revenge on his former friend, Bruce Wayne. The lingering effects of the pit offered a kind of madness that opened Edward's reasoning tenfold and allowed him to connect the dots proving Batman and Bruce Wayne were one and the same. Revealing this information to Thomas, Edward joined with his former doctor to embark on a campaign to end the Cape Crusader. Adopting the name Hush, Tommy donned a tactical suit, trench coat, and bandaged face to hide his identity. Keeping his knowledge of Bruce's alter ego to himself, Hush enlisted several members of Batman's rogue gallery to aid in his campaign, even turning Superman against the Dark Knight with the help of mind control and poison ivy. Eventually, a defeated and physically battered Bruce came face to face with the puppet master, pulling the strings of his enemies. Hush revealed his history and plans for Bruce, only to be thwarted by Harvey Dent. In an example of true irony, Elliot had repaired Two-Face's defigured facade earlier, and in doing so, removed the villainous aspect of his psyche. Now fully restored, Harvey returned to the side of angels to save Gotham's protector. Later, during an event that rocked Gotham known as War Games, Hush was sought out by several villains seeking his aid in their various plans to gain control of the city. Rejecting these offers, Elliot instead sought out the Riddler, seeking revenge for Nashton using him during his first incursion against Batman. This vendetta led him to a partnership with Prometheus, a villain who could download the fighting style of anyone directly into his brain. Wanting to shed the attention he was receiving, Hush gave up the location of the Batcave to gangster Black Mask, in exchange for a pass of sorts from the criminal underworld's involvement in his affairs. Wanting to save Batman's death for himself, Hush had lied and given false information on the location to the powerful gangster. A group called the Black Glove had placed Batman in their crosshairs, and rumors circulated within Gotham's criminal element that the Cape Crusader's days were numbered. Believing that only he deserved to kill Batman, Thomas orchestrated another campaign against his former friend. 
this time kidnapping Bruce's love interest, Selena Kyle, also known as Catwoman. Teaming with the Scarecrow, Hush removed her heart from her body, keeping her alive without it, while Bruce was sent on a wild goose chase to retrieve it. Using a device procured from Mr. Freeze, the heart was frozen and kept in suspended animation. Eventually, Tommy revealed that he had extensive plastic surgery to look exactly like Bruce and intended to take over his enemy's life, posing as the real Bruce Wayne. Once established as Bruce, Hush intended to destroy everything that Batman held dear in, in his personal life, be it friends, family, finances, or his financial empire. Bruce's lifelong caretaker and friend Alfred Pennyworth recognized the man in Wayne Manor wasn't Bruce Wayne and fought back against his would-be attacker. During their fight, they ended up in the Batcave, where Alfred was joined by Batman, Nightwing, and Robin, who battled Thomas into a hasty retreat. Attempting to steal one of Bruce's helicopters, Thomas crashed into the cave ceiling, causing an explosion that left no body behind. Prone to her own need for revenge, Catwoman eventually recovered and recruited Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Oracle, and Holly Robinson to aid in an attack on Hush himself. Uncovering all the locations of his stored wealth, the group robbed Thomas Elliot of all his financial assets, rendering him penniless. No longer in possession of his inheritance and on the run, Selina orchestrated the final stroke of her vendetta, providing evidence to Slam Bradley of the Gotham City Police Department of Hush's true identity. Thomas Elliot was now broke, injured, and on the run. Overcome with his dire situation, Hush attempted to commit suicide, throwing himself off a Gotham bridge. He was later pulled from the harbor by a local fisherman, who immediately recognized him as Bruce Wayne, due to his surgically altered appearance. Elliot used the opportunity to begin to rebuild his life, using Bruce's identity when it suited him. Regaining a portion of his fortune, he once again went abroad, this time attempting to extort money from one of Wayne Enterprises' companies in Vietnam. There, the staff eventually became suspicious, forcing another hasty retreat. On his way out of the country, he was captured by associates of Selina Kyle and delivered to Catwoman herself. After a savage beating, Hush was delivered to Nightwing and Robin, who imprisoned him in a secure cell atop Wayne Tower. After the world mourned the supposed death of Batman at the hands of the cosmic tyrant Darkseid, Thomas began a plot to use this fact to his advantage. The public not knowing Bruce and Batman were one and the same, Hush tricked Alfred and escaped his imprisonment, going immediately to the media. Now believed to be the missing Bruce Wayne, he stated that he would give $1 billion a month to the city of Gotham until they recovered from their current financial crisis. Believing he was untouchable as the world thought him to be the real McCoy, and he knew the identities of Batman's various allies, he was soon to discover he was sadly mistaken. Approached by members of the superhero community, he was informed that all he managed to do was put a very large target on his back, making him a person of interest to the champions of justice in Gotham. Thus, in fear of any number of superpowered attacks, he was coerced by Nightwing to play the part of Bruce when required. Any and all interactions he had with anyone were done so under Dick Grayson's direction. This way, the public would never know Bruce Wayne was truly gone. Left unable to complete his original scheme, Thomas sought out various ways to get out from under the Batman family's thumb, eventually aligning with Raz al Ghul to topple the Wayne family. Ghoul had a personal issue with Tim Drake, also known as the Red Robin, a former student of Bruce in the role of Robin, now taken by Batman's son and Ghoul's grandson, Damian Wayne. Seeing Elliot's attempt to once again ruin Bruce's legacy, Drake activated a contingency plan to transfer all of Wayne's Enterprise's assets to himself. Now with Tim the head of the company, all of Thomas's influence was effectively removed. Even more embittered at a situation, he would continue to try and help the criminal element gain a foothold in Gotham for no other reason than despite his captors. During this time, he was used by the Bat family to pose as Bruce on numerous occasions, throwing off any connection that would be made between the Wayne family and Batman. 
Eventually, a deranged criminal known as Jane Doe came looking for the would-be Mr. Wayne. Obsessed with Bruce, who had aided in her release, she kidnapped Thomas and removed his face, attempting to wear it herself and thus become that which she loved. Now faceless and of no use to the bad family, the ultimate insult arrived. The original Bruce Wayne returned from his journey through time, stepping once again into his role as Batman and the head of Wayne Enterprises. In order to bring the legacy of Batman to the entire world, Bruce revealed he was the financial backer of Gotham's protector to the public, not revealing that he and the Dark Knight were one and the same. His inside knowledge now useless, Hush was imprisoned in Arkham Asylum. DC recently rebooted their continuity, and in that time, Thomas Elliot has had only minor appearances in Batman's world, often only part of a large-scale group attack. But one thing is for sure, when he returns to attack Bruce Wayne directly, it will be like the mind of Hush itself, cold, calculating, and merciless. And thus ends the third edition of the Graphic Histories Podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning about one of Batman's more recent and mysterious villains, Thomas Elliot, also known as Hush. Next week, I will be focusing on a character that Ed Brisson and I had talked about at length during my interview, the Marvel villain known as Modoc. He's a very interesting character. If you're unfamiliar, I suggest just doing a simple Google search and taking a look at him. I feel like once you see him, you'll be interested to know his story. I certainly am. Like, I know enough about him, but I will be doing more research in the interim before that episode gets put together to bring you the full story. And I look forward to learning about all of the things I don't know about this very strange and interesting Marvel character. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name was Andre Myatt. It's been a pleasure to be your host, and I can't wait to see you next time.